welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashagro, and joining me in the studio today is Dean Houston and Kathy Sudbury. They are both associated with Sports Plus Rehab Centers here in Jackson, Tennessee. Dean and Kathy, what's up? How's it going? Great. Good. Thanks for coming in today. So we're going to be talking about... Uh, I love your title of the podcast. What the heck is a rotator cuff? People have heard the term rotator cuff forever, but I don't even know what it is. So before we get into that, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Dean Houston. I'm a physical therapist. I've been with West Tennessee Healthcare for 22 years. Um, I've worked at Sports Plus in South Jackson for 20 years. Wow. I like to do outdoor stuff, fish and triathlons and hang out with my wife go to music festivals, and just enjoying the empty nester life. Love it. Recently has been promoted to the manager there. Congratulations. Well, That's exciting. That's good news. It. Yes, sir. Uh, Kathy, tell me about you. I'm Kathy Sudbury. I have been with West Tennessee Healthcare 15 years, and in the majority of those years, I have been the marketing managers for Sports Plus Rehab Centers and Lift Therapy, and been married 34 years, and... Kind of like Dean, we're doing the empty nesting and loving any kind of festival, anything around, just getting out and enjoying life again. Yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. So like I said, we're going to be talking about the rotator cuff. So we'll just start off by asking, what is a rotator cuff and what does it do? Okay. Uh, Well, the rotator cuff is deep shoulder muscles. It's four very relatively small deep shoulder muscles. Those muscles are the supraspinatus, the infraspinatus, the teres minor, and the subscapularis. Individually, those muscles have individual functions like rotating your shoulder inward laterally or internally or externally. Uh, They also help to elevate your, your arm bone, but collectively, their primary role is to stabilize the shoulder joint. Why is shoulder stability an issue for some people? Well, it's not just for some people, it's for everybody, because the shoulder joint is an inherently unstable joint. Okay. Uh, it's a multi-directional ball and socket joint, and you know you move your arm around and you can see how much movement there is. The negative effect of more movement is there's more potential for instability, mm-hmm. okay? The shoulder joint is made by the arm bone connecting to the scapula, the humerus and the, the scapula, which is your shoulder blade. And that makes the glenohumeral joint. And that joint where the arm bone connects to the shoulder blade is the equivalent of a golf ball sitting on a golf tee. There's just not a lot of surface area for that to make contact. So there needs to be other structures to provide for additional support. I've never heard it put that way. That's, that was awesome. That's was insane. That's exactly how it is, pretty much. So there's other things like the labrum and uh, ligaments and other support structures. But the rotator cuff is a very extremely important part of that shoulder stability aspect. Typically, the more mobile a joint is, the more potential for instability there's going to be there. So when you say more mobile, put it in layman's terms, that's the more someone's using it. What I mean is by like available range of motion. Like if you look at your elbow joint, bend it and straighten it, you see that there's only 100, there's, you know, 150 degrees of motion there. Well, in two different directions. Your shoulder joint 
Well, it goes up, it goes down, it goes out to the side, it rotates inward and outward. There's a lot of, lot of motion happening there. And uh, there's a lot of things that are happening biomechanically with that motion. Mm -hmm. And if it's not happening correctly, you're, there's going to be problems. There's going to be injuries or there's not going to be normal function. What happens if the rotator cuff doesn't work properly? Your rotator cuff, it, it keeps, it keeps the, the humeral head in, in contact with the, the scapula at the glenoid fossa, the little cavity that the humeral head sits in, and it keeps it pulled into that securely. When it's not functioning properly, when you lift your arm, instead of it getting pulled into the socket like it should be, it, gets, it shifts up in the socket. And when it shifts up in the socket, you have all kinds of problems, um, you know, impingement issues and perpetual damage to the rotator cuff. So, it, and then as this is going on, you get this upward slippage of the ball in the socket. It kind of can cause some extensive damage to the rotator cuff. I mean, when you lift your arm, two things are happening. When you, your brain tells your arm to lift, the big, Deltoid muscle is kind of the primary mover. It's activating and lifting. At the same time that happens, your rotator cuff muscles pull the ball into the socket. So when you lift your arm, it's seated securely in the socket. And when the shoulder, the rotator cuff muscles aren't functioning the way they should, when that big muscle that's lifting your arm, your deltoid, when it lifts, what happens is the ball slides up in the socket. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't do that. It should get pulled into the socket securely instead of it gets lifted up in the socket. So essentially popping it out of socket? Well, not necessarily out of socket. There's other structures there, um, but it's, it's, it pushes up in the socket and makes contact with uh, a bone that sits above it, and it pinches. Gotcha. It causes, you know. I mean, if it's not wor working, your rotator cuff isn't doing its job right, there can be some uh, subluxations or dislocations, but in this respect, and we're just talking about lifting and lifting your arm and what the rotator cuff is supposed to be doing. If it's not doing its job, then the ball is sliding around in the joint, not like sliding out of socket, but mm -hmm. sliding around enough that it's going to be causing some damage and causing some, some other issues. I'm sure that's painful as well. That is probably one of the main, uh, symptoms. If you've got, you know, uh, rotator cuff impinge rotator cuff weakness or damage pain is a, is definitely a primary symptom from that um decreased use of your arm is another symptom you know you uh it just isn't working right yeah. you know you, you try to pick something up and it's something's just not really there's weakness there there's pain associated with it um so yeah there's yeah. there can be a lot of problems associated with it for sure. So what, uh, what activities could injure the rotator cuff? Well, there's a lot of activities that could potentially injure the rotator cuff. Um, you know, I, I, from my experience with, with seeing patients with shoulder injuries, you know, the, the, a primary mechanism of injury would be like pick, uh, picking something relatively heavy up with one arm and like pushing it out away from your body. So like you're going to put your toolbox in the back of the bed of your truck, like that kind of motion, mm -hmm. lifting up and pushing out. When you do that, when you pick that weight up close to your body, it increases exponentially as you push it out away from your body sure. or your shoulder joint. It's a leverage thing. So mm -hmm. the further you get it out and the heavier that is, the more load that is on your rotator cuff and the harder those small muscles are working to keep that, that ball in the socket. Gotcha. And if you pick up something really heavy and extend it like that, it just becomes overwhelming for those small muscles and you have some damage that could happen. It could tear 
uh, it could tear the, the muscle portion of it or the tendinous or the attachment point. So um, that, that's probably one of the more common ways, pushing a heavy weight out away from your body. Another, another way is like loading that shoulder joint up abruptly, mm-hmm. you know, like going from zero load to maximum load. Like if you're pulling on a lawnmower, uh, okay. trying to start a lawnmower. And instead of pulling the lawnmower towards you, you're moving your arm out kind of more out to the side, like yanking on it and pulling your arm out away from your body. That would be going from no load to maximum load mm-hmm. in an instant. And that is a pretty common that, that, that can, if there was a small problem there and you do that, you can make that small tear into a huge, Much tear. bigger. it could be catastrophic pretty quick. Wow. Um, and another uh, potential issue is like postural. You see people that are, you know, leaning over, you know, forward head and shoulder posture, that forward shoulder posture kind of puts the, the shoulder joint in a biomechanical disadvantageous position, if that's even a word. I don't know if it is. We'll right. make it a work. <laughs> but anyway, like having forward shoulders and head and neck, when you lift your arm, it, it almost, almost always causes like some impingement issues to happen there. So like, you know, postural improvements would would help mm-hmm. with shoulder problems, actually. So what are some symptoms of an injured rotator cuff? Well, like I mentioned earlier, pain is it can be a symptom quite quite often. Usually, you know, if somebody's not hurting, they're not really going to notice there's a problem. But that's, sure. a, that's a really good warning sign our body gives us when we have an injury or we're doing something that maybe our body doesn't like, we hurt. Shoulder pain isn't always a rotator cuff injury, though. There's a lot of shoulder problems that can cause pain. So don't think just because your shoulder's hurting, you got a rotator cuff injury, but it could be. That's why it's important to get assessed by mm-hmm. somebody that knows what, you know, a licensed professional. I think a, a bigger problem besides shoulder pain indicating rotator cuff issue would be weakness. Okay. Like you're trying to move your shoulder in different directions or you're trying to pick something up and it just feels really weak to you. And, uh, it's, it's not functioning like it did before or like your, your other shoulder does. Mm -hmm. So like if you were unsure or something felt weird, you're having shoulder pain, it feels a little weak, get in front of a mirror and lift your arms up and down and see if there's any asymmetry there. See, do they both look like they're doing the same thing when you try to lift your arms overhead? And if you notice one side is elevating, like your shoulder, you're, you're lifting your arms up and one arm won't go as high, or they your arms are going fairly symmetrically in elevation, but you notice one shoulder is kind of elevated compared to the other, that could be an issue with the rotator cuff because again, the ball is moving up in the socket. Mm-hmm. So you're lifting your arms up and you notice your right or whichever shoulder is, is elevating compared to the other, that could be an indication that the rotator cuff isn't quite doing its job. So that's kind of a quick, you know, ah, that, that looks that looks weird. Yeah. You, know? you need to follow up with somebody that can help diagnose that for you. I was going to ask, so say I've done that. I've stood in the mirror, I've lifted my arms, and something's just not quite right. What's my next step? Well, you should consult with a licensed professional, preferably one of our PTs at uh, one of our 14 sports plus centers around West Tennessee for an assessment. PT can evaluate and assess you quickly and help you uh, decide if this is an injury that can be managed in a conservative setting like physical therapy Mm -hmm. or if you need to have an orthopedic consult, maybe some imaging done. Uh, Rotator cuff injury doesn't always mean you got to have surgery, you know, I mean, it, it I've seen many people that on that first day of 
their evaluation, I'm thinking, boy, this is not good. Mm -hmm. But after about two or three weeks of therapy and doing some exercises for the rotator cuff, I mean, they were doing great. So, you know, it's not always, oh, I injured my rotator cuff. I got to have surgery. That's not typically, that's not what that always means. Now, sometimes it does. If you came in on the first day and and I did some tests on you and I, I determined that something bad here is going on and uh, I'm going to get you with the doctor. I'm not, I'm going to get you with the doctor as soon as I possibly can. Yeah. Not drag this out. So in the world that we live in of, Oh my, my hurt my foot. Let me look up an exercise on YouTube. This yeah. is probably a very obvious answer here, but what's the difference in me just looking up stuff on, on the online like exercises versus coming to talk to you guys? Well, I mean, people do it every day. You know, they self-diagnose and then they go on the internet and they find pictures and there's, there's, couple of problems there. Number one, you're self-diagnosing. So you think you know what's wrong. So you're going to go on the internet and you're going to find some exercises that may or may not be for whatever your problem is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't know what's wrong in your shoulder joint. You just know you got pain. Maybe you got a little weakness. Uh, You need to be accurately diagnosed because if you start doing exercises for a problem that you perceive is a rotator cuff injury, but it's not, it's a labral injury. You can make that problem potentially worse. So um, not to mention there's so much information on the internet, some good, a lot bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know if what you're, if it's a good resource that you're actually looking up exercises for. You mean so, my Facebook friend who went to high school and didn't do anything that medical is, isn't right. Probably not the number one guy you need to go to. (laughs) So it goes back to, as he said, a licensed professional and all of our therapists are licensed as well. That's right. It's, it's, you know, you're not going to take your brand new car to a shade tree mechanic to get, you know, work done on it. You're going to take it to a professional that you know, you have confidence in that they're going to do a good job and yeah, don't self-diagnose. Not a good idea. Then that goes for anything, not just physical therapy uh, yes. related. Right. Even, I mean, coming out of COVID, even if you have a cold, oh, it's just a cold. That's not necessarily the case anymore, especially for physical therapy, you know. Right. Well, cool. So are there any suggestions that you have on how people can prevent a rotator cuff injury? Well, generally speaking, like a third of our patients at our, at our sports, at Sports Plus South, are shoulder injuries. And the majority of those are rotator cuff problems. Uh, I usually suggest to watch how you lift things with your arm. Try to avoid picking things up that are heavy with your arm extended. I mean, you're just putting your rotator cuff at risk uh, by doing that. Like going back to the lawnmower thing, don't, if you have to pull on something like a chainsaw or a lawnmower or whatever, don't pull your, don't pull it with your arm out away from your body. Try to pull it towards your body. You know, some things are inevitable and you've, you've got to, You will have to load up that shoulder joint for doing different activities, but you can do it in a safe way, not in a, you know, uh, a way that could potentially jeopardize your rotator cuff. Have better postural awareness. If you look in the mirror and notice your shoulders are forward bent, yeah, to say the word posture, everybody. Every single time. We're correcting our posture as he speaks. So, you know, avoid having non-optimal posture. Uh, You don't have to have perfect posture. Just don't. Don't get in the habit of your shoulders being forward, your head being out in front of your shoulder. And the rotator cuff issues with that are probably the smallest problem that that's going to cause. But that does that is a contributing factor, rotator cuff issues. But your neck and upper back will appreciate you having a little better postural awareness. Uh, it's a good idea to maintain some degree of fitness 
You know, I mean, if you're, you never do any type of fitness whatsoever and you go out and yank on a chainsaw that hadn't been started in a year, 15 times, you're putting your shoulder at risk for blowing your rotator cuff. Sure. Pretty much. So uh, maintain some degree of fitness. Our athletes uh, highly recommend, especially our younger athletes, but younger and older, uh, doing any kind of athlete that does a throwing or overhead repetitive kind of activity like softball, baseball, tennis, volleyball, uh, them doing a stretching program and a, a rotator cuff strengthening regimen before games and practices is a is a really good idea to minimize the risk of rotator cuff problems down the road. When I was coaching my daughter and my son softball and baseball, I had their band hanging up on the fence, and I told everybody to go over there and grab that band and do 20 or 30 reps of external rotation, internal rotation, and, you know, we never had any problems with it. But, you know, um, it's just a good idea, especially those people that do a lot of overhead kind of throwing motion to, to do some stretching and some strengthening to the rotator cuff. And really the most important thing is listen to your body. If you're having any kind of chronic pain or noticing any kind of weakness, do not ignore it and pretend it's not there. You know, consult with a licensed PT, preferably at one of our Sports Plus rehab centers, and let us help you get back to 100%. Well, Dean, I'd like to ask a question, uh, and more or less to let the public know, how do I come see you? Do you, I need that referral from the physician? I mean, if you have a, you can get a referral from a doctor or a nurse practitioner uh, for therapy, and we can get you set up that way. Uh, your insurance may not even require that. If, if your insurance is um, uh, okay with direct access, then you can just skip that process and come straight to us. Um, you can call your insurance provider or uh, call one of our clinics, and one of our office managers can help determine if, if your insurance allows for direct access. And if it does... You can come see us for 30 days uh, or more if we're making progress before you even have to go talk to your doctor about it. So I can actually just give your clinic a call and come and get an evaluation without, right. without the physician. That is awesome. If your insurance provider allows for direct access, that's right. So what's your phone number in case somebody wanted to do that? Well, at Sports Plus South, our number is 731-421-8116. We're loaded at, uh, located at 1725D South Highland Avenue uh, next to Food Giant, okay. just down the road from Southside High School. Awesome. And listeners, if you're looking for that phone number, it will be in the description of the podcast as well. Dean, this is great, man. It's great to meet you. Nice and to meet you. Uh, Very informative. Very, very. I had no idea the rotator cuff did so much with such small muscles. I I had no clue. They're very small. Yeah. They're easily damaged if uh, you do the wrong things. Hopefully this will help people know to not do the wrong things. Hopefully. But if they do, they can come see you and and you can can get it fixed. Yeah. Our doors are open for them. Well, awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation. Thank you all so much for coming in today. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks. Absolutely. And this has been another episode of We Talk Health.